Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Ken. Welcome to the Cheap Pop Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts, Dakota Allen and John Hook. Kenneth decided to go to bed a little early tonight. Anyways, we're going to get into the Raw recap and then go over our top five matches from the uh, past weekend and another mm-hmm. announcement regarding the poll we had on our social media. Dakota, do you care to give us a rundown on Raw? <laughs> oh, I reckon I can. Starting a week off kind of mid, but like better than what they did. SmackDown, that's why there's no episode on it, because I'll fuck them. We, were, we weren't happy. That and some technical difficulties. That also caused the difficulties for the recording of our SummerSlam 2005 episode. And we'll get into more of all that later after the Raw recap. Starting off with Raw, we have uh, Finn Balor opening the show with a promo about Damian Priest and the issues. Rollins comes out with a plate of wings, taunting him for a match, or not just taunting him, really, uh, to head back, setting up the opening match of the night, which is Drew McIntyre with Riddle against Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, with Gunther at ringside as well. McIntyre and Riddle end up picking a win. Uh, what do you think about this match, John? I kept waiting for Drew to turn on Riddle. I'm hoping they're setting up for that. I'd rather have Hill Drew than more of what we have been having. I would kind of want him to turn Hill, but still going against a Hill, if that would make any sense, since Gunther's never going to change. That's fair. Uh, but for once, we were wrong, and I'm kind of happy about it. I'll take it. Yeah. I did like seeing Drew run through the entire Imperium group. You did or didn't? No, I liked it. Okay. It was nice. Uh, welcome back, Drew. Good to have him back. Uh, up next, we have Dominic versus Seth Rollins. We're supposed to have Dominic versus Seth Rollins. Uh, but Dom attacks him before the bell, which led to Priest and Balor coming down, attacking him from behind. Owens and Sammy run in to even it up some, and then we find out we ha- in the main event, we're going to have a six-tag match with everybody previously mentioned. I miss the old days where... Something like this would have happened. There would have been a cash in already, and Priest would have the title. This is true. Kind of miss those days where not every good guy was on the same side, but also not every hill was on the same side either. So this is true. We also before that had a backstage summit with Ko and Sammy and Dom and Rhea make their appearance. Kevin loses his shit about the unwritten rule. It's always fun for me. Yeah, uh, you can't just show up. There's written rules, unwritten rules about this. No, nobody mentioned you. Uh, after the break, we had Ricochet come out in the street clothes for his face-to-face meeting with Logan Paul. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I quit paying attention because this was the most mid-shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, ever since Ricochet made his comments about how why he's not a... or asking why he's not viewed in the same light as AJ Styles and, and those guys... And then he just cuts the most mid promos, but he does the, his flippy shit to prove a point, I guess. I'm all for the gymnastics, whatever bullshit, if you can do it right. But if you just overdo it, it just gets annoying. And that's what it's getting at right now. I agree with that. And it used to like Ricochet, but now it's getting kind of fucking stale. Oh, yeah. Uh, Next, we had. Excuse me. 
Next, we had uh, Becky Lynch versus Zoe Starks for a match with uh, Trish at ringside. Uh, a lot of shenanigans, because that's what WWE's apparently fucking known for anymore, is shenanigans and fucking finishes. Stark winning with the roll-up. What do you think, John? This is where we'll have a rant for later, but a lot of a lot of WWE's matches now, you can't just have a straight-up finish. You can't have somebody just straight up dominating somebody, given it wasn't necessarily needed for this one. But like, you don't need all the, all the crap. You can just have Zoe start get a surprise win without something else stupid happening. Yeah, it's getting real old. Uh, up next, we had uh, Maxine Dupree graduating from the Alpha Academy. Uh, respectfully, would. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut that out. Oh, we can't keep that? <laughs> no, just for your safety. <laughs> uh, you know, that's fair. Uh, this is an entertaining segment. Uh, following that, we had Shayna Blazer versus Emma in a squish. Uh, also, never mind. Uh, what would you think about the uh, two little segments there? It was cool seeing Maxine get... I mean, we almost got the finish of that. And then the Viking Raiders showed up. Then we get a, a match announced next week. What the hell is Viking rules? Are they going to have it on a boat? You know, I, there's so many jokes to be made here. But are they just going to go and I, kill and pillage a village somewhere or something? Or are they just going to take over somewhere? Or? You know, I just... I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the Viking Raiders because they could be a decent tag team. Yep. Uh, up next is where I ran into some technical difficulties here. So I didn't get to watch any of these two. I'm going to have to go back and watch them. Uh, we had the Cody Rhodes promo and then the Miz versus Ciampa match. I did see the end of the Ciampa match. Uh, don't get me fucking started. Uh, John, go ahead. We don't need Bronson reading every segment that we don't know what we're doing. Like he can, you can have him do something that's productive instead of just being a sidekick or an add-on to everything. Like we had him in the Money in the Bank stuff where he was just attacking Shinsuke and uh, Ricochet. Like that, just you're not adding to that character. You're just making him an annoyance. And then he's in this match with Ciampa and the Miz. He didn't even need to be there either. He's just in. A, I mean, just runs in. Slams Miz and then like bumbles himself out of there. Like, what purpose did he serve to himself? I mean, to, to the match, it was obviously to get Chompa the win, but or get the Miz the win. Get the Miz the win. I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, it's just, he ruins everything he touches at this point so far. And what was going to be a pretty good match, it was actually going... It was a very good match up until that point. And it just kind of ruined it for me. Another match with a fucky finish. I'm seeing a trend. Uh, the Cody promo, I didn't get to watch. I'm just assuming it's setting up the rubber match at SummerSlam. That's, that's exactly what it was. All right. Look at me being right today. Oh, up next, we had Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Versus Caden Carter and Katana Chance, with uh, Sonia and Chelsea getting the mat, getting the win with uh, we'll call. I don't know if it was really a fucky finish, but it was a dirty pin. It fit the team good. It was 
short, sweet, to the point. See, this is one of the the scurry finishes that are that they yep. don't do as often, it, and it makes sense for who's doing it. it. Yeah, there's not somebody on the outside of the ring affecting it. It's people who are actually in the ring. It's nice to see everyone for a while. So yeah, we want to do dirty pins. I'm fine with dirty pins. I'm tired of people running in and interjecting themselves into fucking matches every week. Yeah, or when there's a pin about to happen, and the babyface is going to get a win, and then a manager or somebody on their team stands at the ringside and gets the ref's attention. Like, or ref takes a bump and, yeah. Every bloodline match ever. Mm. We'll save that for next week's edition of General Bloodline. Yeah. The uh, main event of the night, we have the Judgment Day versus Zane, Owens, and Rollins in a Honestly, it was a pretty fun match. I won't lie to you, but uh, Judgment Day actually picking up the win was uh, quite nice to see. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's not what I expected. And you had both teams, or uh, one team with literally all the champions and the other one <laughs> with none. Uh, did not expect this at all. But yeah, good to see them actually have a serious win. So that about covers Raw. Uh, nothing really to write home about, but better than what the fuck SmackDown was. Which not as good, not as good the, as Collision, not well, as good as Collision. Well, we will, we will get to that because Collision is currently the fucking show to beat. Yeah, um, Collision is booked as like a real wrestling show. We're going to get off on this tangent. <laughs> Collision's booked like an actual fucking wrestling show. They actually give a fuck. The matches are decent. They make sense. A little bit of storyline going on, too, in some of them, which is, you know, I guess Tony's sober on Saturdays. I don't know, but. Yeah. Um, I'm looking, I'm more looking forward to Saturdays than any other day of the week to wrestling. Yeah, I just want to see, or, well, Fridays, for me, to an extent, I want to see how much further this Bloodline story is going to inch along and how much of the the time they're going to cut for them. And they giving everybody else ten minute matches. I'm about to start see if I can bet over under on matches on SmackDown. Set that bitch at two and a half. Pick the under. <laughs> but anyways, we're gonna go ahead and transition into what our top five matches of the week, uh, the following week were. Uh, Dakota, you want to give us the first couple? Uh, the first two. We're gonna go back to speaking of collision. Personally, you could interchange these matches in either order you want. Uh, but we have them wrote down as FTR versus Bullet Club Gold on um, AEW Collision. That match was just a good, solid 30-minute bagger. Yeah. Uh, then CM Punk and Samoa Joe. It's number two. Uh, you know, it was great. It was a slower match compared to FTR and... Bullet Club Gold, but it fit both of them well. It built off story that's going on like 20 fucking years now or something. In the spot where Joe just walks away from getting it, dove on. It's beautiful every time. And then the surprise roll-up pin for CM Punk just to maybe they, they could potentially go back to this. And I hope they do, honestly. They should. They should go back to it once the tournament's over. Yeah. But kept Joe looking good because Punk didn't put him down. Punk finally got a win over Joe. He's never beaten Joe. 
And overall, very good match. Yep. Next, we have uh, at number three, Natalia versus Rhea Ripley. This one was the surprise barn burner of the week. This is the first time we saw uh, Rhea Ripley get brutalized by somebody instead of, you know, uh, something screwy happening or her just flat out squashing Natalia. But and Natalia actually put on a good show for the first time in a long time. I think this is the first time they actually let her do her thing, and this might be one of her better matches ever. I agree. It was very solid start to finish. Uh, the next we had. Quit saying we hate women, people. We got them on the list. Yeah. Well, we had to. That we really didn't have too much to pick from this week. <laughs> well, but that was a great match, regardless. Uh, Number four, we had the Creed Brothers versus Dyad. Uh, this was, uh, I thought it was, there were a lot of good spots in this. Uh, quick paced. It's, that's really about all I could say about it. I agree. It's NXT's putting out some great matches again. Uh, I think it took them a while to find their footing under the rebranding of NXT. It's, you know, it's not as good as a uh, black and gold NXT in my eyes, but still they put on some good matches and this one is proof of that. Yeah, but black and gold had a lot of future Hall of Famers on there too, though. Uh, black and gold had everything you ever wanted. But uh, at number five, we had Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. This is another one of those matches where it told a story and you didn't have to have a fucky finish, even though it had all the signs of one happening. Uh, good match. They actually did a little bit of storytelling with it with the former tag team partners. I enjoyed it. So it makes the Lynch list. The honorable mention will be uh, Edge and Grayson Waller. Yeah, though one of two matches that actually happened on SmackDown. It's the honorable that's mention because that well, is the only reason why it didn't make the list because SmackDown only had two matches. That is basically the only reason. And. It gets the honorable mention because we love Edge and not just, nice to see Grayson Waller back in the ring. Man's going to be huge. He's going to be huge. He's going to be huge. Uh, so, over the weekend, we had some technical difficulties, uh, life events, and all that good shit. My house trying to break everything. That's fine. It was fine. Ken being busy with kids' baseball stuff and me dealing with the baby. Uh, yeah, just a whole lot of, whole lot of a mess, but, uh, coming this weekend, uh, hopefully Saturday, we're going to do our recap of SummerSlam 2005, which, uh, a few of you all voted for on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So we'll be getting that out. You want your SummerSlam review and you will have your SummerSlam review. Yep. Uh, in that pay-per-view, there is... Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio for the custody of Dominic. That's the that's the big headline of it. That's the main reason we're wanting to cover it. I mean, there were some other quality matches on there. Well, Dominic now is kind of a big deal. So true. Plus, I mean, we got Rand- we got Legend Killer Randy Orton on there too. It's always fun to go back and watch him. He's got a match with the Undertaker, right? Yes, I'm in. And it's post-American Badass Taker, so we're at, in my opinion, Peak Undertaker. Say so We got Peak Undertaker, Menace to Society Randy. 
I don't know. I don't know what more you want. We also got JBL and Batista for the championship. Uh, you had the uh, U.S. title match between Orlando Jordan and uh, Chris Benoit. That is well, Orlando Jordan's not a name I've heard in a while. I know. You also this is also the uh, Matt Hardy Edge with Lita fuckery. Oh dear God. Okay. Well, so we're getting that. Speaking of Matt Hardy, he made an absolute ass of himself on Twitter last night. Yeah, we'll get to after- that. We'll get to that in a second. Finish yeah. this match. We got the ladder match for Dominic. Uh, we have Eugene versus Perk Angle. That, all right. This is this is Perk yeah. Angle. I mean, I'm not talking about that. I forgot Eugene was a thing. <laughs> uh, you forget about Christy Him because uh, she's with him. Christ. All right. Then you have uh, Taker Orton. You have uh, Cena versus Jericho for the WWE Heavyweight. Batista versus JBL and a no-holds-bars for the World Heavyweight. And then you have the Hogan versus Shawn. If anybody's curious on the commentators, it's uh, the King, JR, Coachman, Cole, and Taz. Sounds like we're in for a good one. This is prime wrestling right here, motherfuckers. I have never seen this pay-per-view. This is one of the few that I actually got to watch live as a kid. Yeah, this was this had to have been one of the ones I'd have to go get from Blockbuster after it happened. We did not have that pay-per-view money. Yeah, this is what it's like to grow up as a poor wrestling fan, children. You had to wait till if you had some money, you had to wait till Raw. If you was real broke like me, you had to wait till SmackDown on your local access free rabbit ear TV and watch everything then. Or he had to wait for Blockbuster to get the DVD copy if you missed that week. (laughs) Dear God. If not, you don't know what happened. Yeah, you kids with your apps and your websites now. uh, Back in my day, I had to walk uphill both ways in the snow to watch Monday Night Raw. We'll go ahead and uh, last segment, Matt Hardy absolutely making an ass of himself on Twitter with Jim Cornette and Brian last. Uh, Dakota, did you get to see any any of that back and forth? I saw the first two or three sets of exchanges and ended up going to bed. I have not caught up on all of it. Basically, they called him out. They called Matt Hardy out for being a puppet for the elite. And then he, in a roundabout way, went on to prove their point correct. Uh, he went from defending them to starting to lose the argument and starting to blame... Uh, his fans, or Cornette's fans, for being toxic. Given they can be, uh, I'm one of them. I'm, <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate the elite, but if if somebody's got an argument against you and they, you immediately start bringing up kids and stuff that you got going on outside of that argument, you're losing the argument. Yeah. Well, I know you hate the elite, but I'm curious who you hate more. You got to keep one of these wrestlers or one of these stables wrestlers, whatever. Would you rather have the elite, or would you rather have Jungle Boy? Uh, the whole the whole group because I could t- I can keep Omega. You get you get the whole group, all the one all the whiny bitches, or you get Jungle Boy. Uh, I'd keep the elite. Just just for the memes, just get him off my screen. Yeah, just get him get him away from anywhere near the main event ever again. He's not he's not good. I don't know what Tony ever saw in him, but. His dad, Anyways, his daddy's name probably. 
And for those you don't know, that's uh, actor Luke Perry's son. Maybe he should go into acting. He's... No, he can't cut a promo, so maybe he can't act he, either. He's, yeah. he's acting like he's a main event star. I'm doing very good at it. Such shit, they had to turn him heel for no reason, you know? it's They had to go, had to put him back with... It's such uh, good shit. Yeah, well, it's Tony Khan, it's more like, Ugh, we're gonna make him heel. I'm gonna use my daddy's Jaguars money. We're gonna have a match in the middle of the football field, call it a stampede. Like, I'm not going to lie, I might get the AEW game when they work out the kinks just for that game mode. Not going to lie, it looks stupid and I want it. It's like Fortnite for <laughs> wrestling fans. I'm, I'm, I'm targeting Jungle Boy. I want, Just have Jim Cornette pick somebody <laughs> and then let him go fucking wild. I want to hear that on a, that on a headset. <laughs> just, just have him in the middle of there. What kind of fucking mud show is this? I say, how much would it cost to get a live reaction of Jim Cornette just commentating an AEW show? Whatever it is, it's not enough. Someone find me the price. I'm finding the money to do it. Uh, we're going to throw it to Ken. What do you got to say, bud? It's fucking five. shit. Yeah, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Cheap Pop Podcast and on Facebook at the TNJ Sports Podcast. Yeah, with all that being said, this is Hook Signing Out. This is Michael Scrangelo of the Teenage Mutant Menger Turtles, a.k.a. Dakota, signing out. And as always, stay toxic.